ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash, and we're going to get right into it. I want to cover straight off the bat the Monday Night Football game from a couple nights ago. Sorry to inform you guys, obviously I didn't record yesterday. It was my birthday, so I just didn't get time, did some family stuff. But enough about me, and kind of let's get right into the sports. That's what we're here for. The Patriots are 9-4. and four. The Bills are 7-5. and five. At one point, the Bills were 4-1. and one, The Patriots were 2-4. and four. And at that point, it looked like the Bills were going to run away with the division. And maybe they were going to be the favorites coming out of the AFC. The Chiefs were struggling. The Bills looked hot. Josh Allen looked amazing. And the Bills had this game at home against Mac Jones and the Patriots. And Matt Jones threw three passes the entire game. One in the first half and two in the second half. He was 100% in the first half, so I guess his completion percentage looked good. But second half, he was 50%. So there was two of three, 67% completion. And the Patriots ended up winning the game 14-10. to 10. Um, Let's talk about the game itself. Man, ah, uh, this is like a master class, Bill Belichick master class. The guy is just a genius. He just he just knows what's required to win the game. Now, no, now don't get me started. Like I do want to always talk about this conundrum that comes up, especially when you know the Brady left Belichick last year, and I wanted to cover that portion of the the thing was: is it the coach? Is it the player? And which one would you want on your team? And for me, it's always been about the player, right? You give me player 80% of the time, 90% of the time. And the Patriots dynasty, for how long it's been, it's always been, uh, always been about who deserves the credit. Is it 50-50? And of course, it's never 50-50. Somebody just always needs to have more credit. Somebody needs to always be in the majority. And for me, it's always been about the player. Tom Brady deserves 65% of the credit for the Patriots dynasty. And Bill Belichick, 35 now, last year when Patriots obviously missed the playoffs and Brady went on to win the Super Bowl, I thought it was closer to 75, maybe even 80% Brady. But Belichick is proving me wrong. And yes, I'm a Patriots fan, but I think I realize I'm more of a Brady fan. Um, as time's gone on, I was like, Belichick kind of screwed Brady and I felt like I was more of a Brady fan than a Patriots fan. But yes, I do still root for the Patriots. And I'm glad that Mac Jones is doing well, well enough, I guess. Um, the defense is kind of where the game is. Uh, won and lost with Bill Belichick teams and right now their defense is one of the best in the NFL if not maybe one of the top two or three and their complimentary game has been amazing their running game is great with Damon Harris Ramondre Stevenson Brandon Bolden they've got a three-headed monster any one of those games any of them can go off obviously the Monday Night Football game it was Damon Harris for that that really uh, long touchdown 67 yards which was the only offensive touchdown the Patriots scored that game and then they went for two point. They went for a two point conversion. They didn't even kick the field goal um, because of the wind conditions. And obviously they didn't pass the ball. And the Patriots weren't in a position where they were mandatory. They weren't demanded to throw the ball because they were winning the entire game. And they were picking up downs. They were picking up. You know they were they were converting enough at enough rate that they were holding the ball away from Josh Allen that it didn't come to a point where they felt like they needed to even. You know, do do anything. Uh, 
on the offensive side from a passing perspective. And the Patriots won a game throwing three passes, which is the least amount of passes thrown in, uh, what was it, 40 years? I think that was a stat. Crazy, but that's just how Brady, I mean, that's just how, sorry, not Brady. It's how Belichick is. He just, like everybody says, the Patriots are chameleon, right? They just do what they adjust their team and they game plan for the team that they're facing that week. And then next week, maybe if they got to throw it 50 times, they're going to throw it 50 times. When they played the Buccaneers, he threw it 35, 40 times, Mac Jones. In this game, obviously the the win conditions was the biggest thing. And all, all the NFL players have always said that the biggest issue that they feel with is not even snow. It's not even the cold. It's the wind. Wind is a bigger factor. And you saw that. You saw the wind were swirling and Stefan Diggs had a touchdown that he, you know, kind of lost in the air and didn't come down with from a Josh Allen. And Stephon Diggs is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So it clearly was a misjudgment. It wasn't even a misjudgment. It's just kind of how the wind was blowing. And the Patriots got the job done. They're the number one seed currently in the AFC. Um, anybody would tell you that last year after the kind of debacle quarterback play that they had last year. Um, it's just a testament to Bill Belichick. And you can't argue he is the greatest coach of all time. And if he's not in your book, then he's one or two because... There's not many people that can do what Bill Belichick is doing currently with the team that he has. It's very similar to how the Patriots won their first few Super Bowls with Tom Brady. Uh, maybe Mac Jones isn't that guy um, to the level that Tom Brady was or became. Maybe he'll never become that, but he did, he's not required to do that. He just needs to come in and do his job, and that's Bill Belichick's motto. Do your job. And Mac Jones is doing his job stupendously. Bill Belichick is doing his level, his job, as always, exponentially greater than most of every other coach. And he's also the GM. So he also puts the pieces on the field. That he feels will fit his game. Uh, Matthew Judon came in. He's been great. He's been you know he's got 10 and a half sacks. So they've got players all over the field. That they're um, that are just running around. The Patriots defense has always been their calling card. When the years that they've been any good. Is Belichick's. That's Belichick. Belichick is a defense. Brady was the offense. And I'm Mac Jones. And Josh McDaniels. And, you know, they got those little spur wide receivers that none of them are great. Maybe all of them are like a C, C-plus type of level players. Kendrick Bourne, you got Nikhil Harry, you got Nelson Aguilar, you got Hunter Henry, who's a tight end, who's like a wide receiver as well. John Smith, who's a, uh, pretty much plays as a receiver. And they've just got, they've got players, no crazy names, just, just efficient, just enough to get the job done in the defense. The Patriots pretty much their offensive strategy is don't let the offense screw the game for the defense because the defense will most likely win them games or keep them in games the majority of their games. And as long as the, the offense doesn't turn the ball over, give short fields, the Patriots have a chance to win against anybody. And the playoffs is it just that's really what it comes down to. One or two plays, situational football, which Bill Belichick preaches. And there's no, there's, there's really ever, rarely ever been a time where Bill Belichick has been less prepared, or didn't come across a situation where he wasn't ready or his team wasn't ready for those stuff. And like he said after the game, he's like, um, "This is why we play. This is why we practice in these kind of conditions because for these kind of games." And the Patriots, you know, they handle their business. They went to Buffalo and beat Buffalo, a team that's really good. Some people even had, you know, coming out of the AFC, I thought they were much better than they look. They are looking currently. Uh, but, you know, it's no shame in losing to Bill Belichick, but, man, it's got to suck for Bills fans, right? 
Brady leaves and you're like, oh, let's start division. Josh Allen's the guy. You know, he was close to him. He was a second or third in MVP last year. And then you lose to Bill Belichick at home and they throw three passes. Like, that's got to be so depressing and devastating for a Bills fan. But we'll kind of leave the Patriots there. They're going to be the number one. I mean, they're not going to be the number one seed. They are the number one seed currently. And I think New York Times did like an algorithm where they said the most likely Super Bowl scenario would be the Bucks versus the Patriots. Imagine the ratings. Imagine the storylines going into that game. Brady versus Belichick in a Super Bowl. Whew, that would be some crazy, crazy fun theater to watch just from an NFL perspective as a fan. But long way to go home, long way. There's still two, three weeks left in the season. There's like four or five weeks left in the season. And then obviously the playoffs, anything can happen. But man, that would make for some good theater if that was the playoff. Uh, that, would, that would be the Super Bowl matchup. Speaking of teams with the best record in the AFC, we want to kind of cover the team in the NFC with the best record and that I just want to give some real straight love to the Arizona Cardinals man they're just taking care of business every week weekend in and out they're just they're just winning games it doesn't matter who's the quarterback Kyler Murray finally came back they were winning with Colt McCoy they're winning with Kyler Murray Kyler Murray's back and they went to Chicago and handled the Chicago Bears not that the Bears are any good but man going into uh, Soldier Field playing in Chicago in that kind of conditions where it was wet and the conditions weren't the best they went in there, handled their business, and Colin Murray, DeAndre Hopkins came back as well. So both those guys came back after a couple of uh, games with injuries. They went in there, won by 11 points, 33-22. to 22. Kyler had two rushing touchdowns. He had two passing touchdowns. And their defense is solid. Chandler Jones, they've got, you know, Buda Baker. They've got players all over that defense. And that's kind of been their calling card this year is their defense. And they've been just making plays. And they're 10-2. and two. They're the number one seed in the NFC. And they are undefeated on the road. And they've won all their games on the road by double digits, which is crazy in the NFL when especially any game, anything can happen. Ask the Vikings. Well, the Vikings are probably not a good example because they play every game literally to the last possession, the last play. And the Vikings lost to the Detroit Lions who hadn't won a game the entire year. So, literally in the NFL, any week, anything can happen. But the Cardinals are just taking care of business. They're 10-2. and two, They're going. They're just handling their business. And Cliff Kingsbury is probably going to be coach of the year. You could argue it might be um, Bill Belichick. Um, but Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. God, that's hard, a little difficult to say. Um, I think Cliff Kingsbury has a real good case to win, especially if the Arizona Cardinals get the number one seed. Uh, still remains to be seen because the Packers are right there on their tail. And Aaron Rodgers is coming off his bye week, and this is the home stretch, right? Everybody's trying to get ready for these games in December and then January when the playoffs uh, ultimately begin. And that first that first seed is very crucial. We talked about this. That bye week, it'll be great for teams to get healthier, to get players more rest, get players more treatment, just to be, you know, let the other teams beat themselves up. So then by the time you they get to you, you know, you're well-rested, and you can... You know, you can play those next. You only have to play two games to get to the Super Bowl. And those two games will be at home for whatever team that is in the AFC and the NFC. Right now, it's the Cardinals and the Patriots. But things change in the NFL so quickly. But I did want to give some love to Arizona Cardinals. I didn't see this coming. I didn't expect them to be this good this quickly. Yes, Kyler Murray is really good. And, of course, they've got players DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, 
Christian Kirk, and also got Zach Ertz in the trade from Philadelphia. So they've got well-skilled players all over the field. And Colin Murray, obviously, he's a dual threat every single time he takes the ball. He can run it. He's so fast. He like he looks like he's running in like you know somebody sped it up to one point five x when they're like when Colin Murray's running like he is so fast, and of course he can throw the ball down accurately down the field. Uh, the first touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins on fourth down was just pitch perfect, and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins does what DeAndre Hopkins does. He catches touchdowns, and you know he's got one of the most sure hands in the NFL. And the Cardinals are. Looking scary, and they're going to be a problem if we deal with no matter who ends up playing them, no matter if they're a first seed or a second seed. But major props to Cliff Kingsbury, Colin Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Chandler Jones, and that whole crew for doing what they're doing. Um, I wanted to do a little covering of Chelsea um, as well. I wanted to cover my team and kind of how the last few games have been going. And... Just my, just all my thoughts in general. It, they've kind of been in a slump. Obviously, that game today against Zenith St. Petersburg, and they tied three to three. They were down at a point. They really could have been down three or four one. Most likely in the first half, also going into the start of the second half. And the Patri- I mean, uh, the Patriots, um, Chelsea just, you know, obviously they didn't feel the best squad. Felt like Thomas Tuchel was saying, "Hey, it doesn't matter if we get the, if we win the group or not. We feel confident that we could beat anybody." And now the uh, I mean the Chelsea is second. Uh, they won. Uh, Juventus won the group, so Chelsea came in second. And you know there's a chance they could fa- they could face Bayern Munich in the round of 16. They could face Ajax or Real Madrid. Um, so I mean, ideally you don't want to face you know you don't want to face Bayern Munich because they they're obviously they're one of the favorites to win the competition, rightfully so. They went and thrashed Barcelona 3-0. And of course, Barcelona is not that Barcelona anymore. It's just a name currently. But still, you know, if you want to go far in the campaign like they did, Chelsea did, they won the Champions League. You want to be able to, you know, avoid the big teams until you have to face them, which obviously in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals, you're going to end up facing good teams because those teams would have earned their spot in that position. But if you can avoid all the good teams until you have to physically, you know, you have to face them. That's what everybody wants. You don't. You don't want like the. You don't want that. You want to be able to face. You know the easier competition and get through. And it still counts the same whether you play easy competition until you get to the final or whatever the case might be. You could play a whole daunting, you know, three four three four uh, bouts knockout rounds against some tough teams. You might be eliminated. So, um, yeah, I just feel like you know Chelsea. They just haven't played great. They went. They went to Juventus on November 23rd uh, at home. They beat them 4-0. And Chelsea was looking strong. Then they played Manchester United. We talked about that game. It was 1-1. Then they played Watford a few days later. It wasn't convincing, although Chelsea won 2-1. Uh, Hakim Ziyech scored that goal. But it, it just wasn't convincing. And then, obviously, on Saturday, this past Saturday, on the 4th, they lost to West Ham on the road. Uh, this was the first game where I felt like Edward Mendy kind of like, you know, didn't look superhuman. He made some errors and, you know, West Ham took advantage. And West Ham is a good team, so no shame in that. But I felt like Chelsea could have done better. Like, it was self-inflicted wounds much more than, you know, West Ham just like played them out the field or West Ham was just better that day. But, hey, props out to West Ham. They're just looking good. David Moyes is 
doing great things. And he was doing great things last year. He had them, you know, top four for a long time. They might catch top four this year, uh, just depending on how Manchester United uh, uh, bounces back after their new coach. But, uh, and then obviously today Chelsea played uh, Zenit. They didn't play their best squad, you know, no Rudiger, no Thiago Silva. Uh, they had uh, Malang Sar in there. They had Christensen in there. And Saul was in there. Saul was not really part of the rotation when they played big games. It was a makeshift team. Ross Barkley came into the squad this uh, for today's game, and you could see you could see where things were going wrong in terms of, you know, just the back the back line was just horrendous. Uh, the uh, Zenith players were just running, you know, wide open off, uh, running through on through balls, and there was a point where that uh, their striker could of course score two or three goals in a matter of like ten minutes, and Really put the game away. Kepa made some great saves. And, you know, I do want to give love to Kepa because it felt like, you know, he had lost his confidence and he wasn't ever going to be a goal, a good goalkeeper anymore, especially after Mendy came. But it's looking like ever since Mendy came, he, you know, Kepa stepped his game up and he's really been good. And, you know, FA Cups also, you know, in some of the Champions League games that Chelsea have played. So Kepa's, you know, playing like a good goalkeeper and... I, I think he's kind of ready, maybe, you know, since Mendy's probably going to be the Chelsea goalkeeper going forward, probably this might be the summer where Kepa leaves and uh, goes and becomes the number one goalkeeper either in Spain or somewhere else where a goalkeeper is needed. But um, the last point I wanted to talk about with Chelsea was, you know, they kind of struggled last year in December as well. This is where the schedule picks up where you're playing every two or three days you're having games, right? It was... I think for Chelsea, it's like 13 games in 44 days or something like that. So it's almost a game every three days for them. And obviously, you got to rotate the squad and you got to make sure everybody's, you know, everybody's healthy. Nobody's too exhausted and tired because this this round all the way until New Year's is, you know, really uh, get, uh, heavy with games. And obviously, the the Champions League is, uh, is going to be done because this is the last group stage game that was played today. Um, until February when the round of 16 starts. But Chelsea's, you know, this is kind of where they lost ground last year and Frank Lampard got fired. Obviously, I don't want that for Thomas Tuchel, I don't think that's going to be the case either way. But um, I would like to see Chelsea play better because City's looking strong. Liverpool, obviously Chelsea moved from the first. They were first for a majority of the Premier League season. Now they're third. Uh, a couple games behind, a couple points behind Liber uh, Manchester City, who's number one. And Liverpool is right there as well. So it's going to be nip and tuck for the rest of the year. I'm hoping Chelsea, you know, ends up on top at the end. But it's, it remains to be seen. And we'll kind of see how the team um, kind of rebounds, right? Because this is kind of a little slump. This is the first time under Thomas Tuchel where the team has really gone through some struggles. Majority of Thomas Tuchel's run with Chelsea has been amazing. Like, almost unreal, right? Their defense is so good. They won the Champions League, like, they reached the pinnacle in six months under Thomas Tuchel. So um, there's no, I guess you can only go down from there at that point. But, you know, this is kind of the one rough, like the rough patch that they've had. We'll see how they kind of rebound. They have a game on the weekend against Leeds and then they get into Everton. So the next couple games will will kind of determine how Chelsea comes in. And Romelu Lukaku is coming back from his injury. Uh, he scored today. Timo Werner was amazing. Love Timo Werner's game. He was amazing today. And the fact that Chelsea didn't win scoring three goals, it just kind of showed you the defense and the players that they were on the field just weren't good enough and they probably won't be playing in very many big games um, going forward. But that's just, you know, they're, they're young players and they're, they'll get better. But the team that 
Thomas Tuchel put out there today is not a team that would be out there in a Champions League final. Uh, let's leave it at that. But um, we'll kind of see how Chelsea rebounds from this. I want to see Thomas Tuchel and, you know, Lukaku coming back. Hopefully he can, you know, he got off the schneid. He did score a goal today. So hopefully he can kind of keep that goal scoring form going uh, into the weekend and then going forward because he's been pre-injury. He hadn't scored in like six or seven games and he came back and he played in a couple of games and he didn't score. So it's going to be, um, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be a fight. And Chelsea have to win all these games because Liverpool and City are going to keep winning those games and you can't lose too much ground because you won't be able to catch up. Uh, come April, May, and June. I mean, April, May, when the title is won. So Chelsea got to get all three points against these teams. You got to beat Leeds. You got to beat Everton. And then you got the Wolves. And you you got to win those next three games. You have to get nine points or at least seven from those next, you know, those three, next three games. And Chelsea definitely have the squad to do it. And But it'll be remain to be seen how the team just plays after this rough patch that they've had recently. That'll be it for this week's episode. Uh, I'll be back recording something really soon, uh, kind of covering some of the previewing, some of the games for the weekend. Uh, look forward to doing that very shortly. Obviously, I do apologize for this being a day late, but uh, we'll kind of pick this up and something will be coming out real soon, probably in the next couple of days. Thank you guys for listening. And on that note, I'm out. <laughs>